Hello, 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 your boy Johnny G here. Hope you're all having a good evening or day or whatever time it is in your world. Welcome to episode two of Not Quite the News. Yes, just episode two. So, for those of you, which is probably all of you, that don't know what it is that I'm doing here, I'll try to explain a little bit. You know, the, the World Wide Web is a weird and, and wonderful thing. Sometimes it's a lot more weird than wonderful, so... So what I like to do is I like to cruise around on the net and find some useless information and uh, a few news stories that didn't quite make the headlines. And I use the term news lightly here. But anyway, I'll share this information and these news stories with you. Uh, I do need to warn you that this isn't for everyone and it may actually offend some of you. Hopefully not, but, but you never know. Uh, you may find some of my language a little off color and rated r and some of the information and news stories may be a little bit much for some but but they are news stories and uh, the information is right off the web you know of course i may offer and probably will offer a little commentary and uh, possibly some bullshit along the way but i also try to be educational yeah i like being educational you know and at the end uh, of of this uh, if you so desire to get in touch with me uh, you can email me at johnny glenn that's j-o-h-n-n-y-g-l-e-n-n 1958 at gmail.com be glad to hear from you so uh, without further ado uh let's let's get started here a little bit uh we're gonna go out to fresno california you know about two months ago an emergency room doctor named kenny bond uh, bon, I guess I, that's how you pronounce it. It's B-A-N-H. Dr. Kenny Bon was working in a Fresno emergency room in Fresno, California. According to Dr. Bon, a young man came into the emergency room saying that he had bloody diarrhea and wanted to be treated for worms. Hmm. Treated for worms? Oh, I'm even taking fishing, man. Got some bait there. But anyway, that's another story. He wanted. He had bloody diarrhea and wanted to be treated for worms. Well, Dr. Bond was a little skeptical at first, but his curiosity was piqued when he saw a small plastic bag beside the patient. He asked the patient what it was, and the patient said it was the worm. Well, the doctor opened it up and took out a toilet paper roll, and wrapped around this toilet paper roll was this giant, long, five-foot tapeworm. Yeah, a tapeworm, just over five foot long. Yeah, the patient said he saw part of this worm hanging out of his body while he was sitting on the toilet. He said, so he started pulling it out until it was all the way out. The patient was relieved it was a worm and not his organs falling out of his body. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I would too. But anyway, so the doctor treated him and, and he went on to, to ask the man a few questions, you know, and talk to him about possible risk factors. The man told him that, that he loved sushi. And he consumed raw salmon almost every day. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the most common tapeworm to infect a human is Diphelobrothrium latum. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Hell, I don't know. Diphelobrothrium latum. Now, that's as good as you're going to get from anyway. But anyway, that's the most uh, common type. Uh, and people become infected after eating certain types of raw or undercooked fish, including salmon. Ooh, so there you go, sushi lovers. Bon appetit. Bon appetit. Ah, 
Well, let's go out to east now. Let's go out to Georgia, the great state of Georgia. Man, a lot of stuff happens in Georgia, doesn't it? Ooh-wee. Georgia, good old Georgia. Georgia on my mind. Well, anyway, out in Georgia, there's this lady out there named Robin Folsom. And apparently she'll do just about anything to get off work. She took uh, calling in sick a step or two further. She faked an entire pregnancy so she could get seven weeks of paid time off. She faked an entire pregnancy so she could get seven weeks of paid time off. And it wasn't the first time she had lied about giving birth. Now she's facing three counts of making false statements and identity fraud. According to a news release sent out by the Georgia Inspector General, Folsom told elaborate lies about her pregnancy while she was working as Director of External Affairs at the Georgia Vocational Rehab Agency. She informed the agency about her pregnancy in late 2020 and claimed to give birth in May of 2021. She even sent pictures of the baby to colleagues. Well, on May 1st of 2021, a man named Bran Otmanbewe, I guess that's how you say that, Bran Otmanbewe, anyway, this Bran Otmanbewe, I like to say that, Otmanbewe, anyway, Bran Otmanbewe emailed leaders at her agency. He claimed to be the father of Folsom's newborn baby and said that Folsom's doctor had mandated several weeks of rest following the delivery. Well, as a result of those emails, Folsom's superiors gave her seven weeks of paid leave. But Brand Opman Bayway was a totally made-up person. We found no evidence that he even existed, said the Office of Internal General. And Inspector General, excuse me. I'm just going to say OIG from now on. We found that no evidence that he had even existed, said the OIG. That's why she's charged with identity fraud. This isn't even the first time Folsom had faked a pregnancy. She had claimed to give birth in July of 2020 as well. And in August of 2021, just three months after the birth in question, she informed her employees that she was pregnant again. Holy hell. Well, when the OIG checked with the Office of Vital Records to review the birth certificates of Folsom's children, they found no indication that Folsom had ever delivered a child. Wow. Well, Folsom resigned her position in October of 2021 and now is facing criminal charges and was indicted by a grand jury in, on February 10th, 2022. Well, how about that? Wow. Okay. Hmm. All right. Moving on. There is this lady. This story goes back a little ways, but I figure it's worth revisiting here. Uh, there's this lady named Deborah Lee Lorenzana. She has filed, or she did file, it's been some time ago, but she filed a lawsuit against Citibank for wrongful termination. She says that she was fired because her bosses couldn't concentrate around her because she was simply too hot. Hmm, simply too hot. Wow. Lorenzana, she describes herself as J-Lo Curves meets Jessica Simpson Boobs meets Audrey Hepburn Elegance and Head-Turning Beauty. Well, it's good to see that she's modest, too. Wow. Well, okay, yeah, so I looked her up on Instagram. I had to. Um, just a bunch of pics of her kissing on and getting kissed on by some dude that looks like maybe her new husband. 
She's attractive enough, I suppose, but I didn't think she was all that. But anyway, she evidently does. Anyway, uh, Lorenzana lost her job last summer. Uh, it's been more than last summer. It was a couple summers ago. Anyway, she uh, lost her job in the summer because of work performance that Citibank claims anyway. But this isn't the way that Lorenzana tells it. No, she says her bosses told her that they couldn't concentrate on their work because her appearance was too distracting. Mm-hmm. They ordered her to stop wearing turtlenecks. She was forbidden to wear pencil skirts. Whatever the hell that is. What's a pencil skirt? I mean, pencil skirt. Anyway, whatever it is, she couldn't wear them. They told her she couldn't wear them. And she couldn't wear three-inch heels or fitted business suits. Okay. Lorenzana was 33 years old at the time, and she pointed out female colleagues whose clothing was far more revealing than hers. They said their body shapes were different than mine, and I drew too much attention. Wow. Okay. But, in the end, Citibank did not pay Lorenzana one dime. Her lawsuit was tossed. Well, I guess she just wasn't as hot as she thought she was, evidently. All right. Well, we're going to move on to, I told you I was going to be educational. I like being educational. We're, we're going to move on to a little bit of educational portion here. Uh, did you know, did you know that in Montana, it's illegal to have a sheep in the cab of your truck without a chaperone? <laughs> yeah, in Montana, it's illegal to have a sheep in the cab of your truck without a chaperone. Ah. Uh, Kind of makes you wonder, don't it? <laughs> I'd love to hear the backstory on that one. Wow. And in Vermont, Vermont women have to have permission from their husband to wear false teeth. Women have to have permission from their husband to wear false teeth. <laughs> I wonder how many husbands say no. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, that's, that's another story that we're not going there. All right. Here's one. According to science, this is according to science. This is real. I mean, science is real. Whether you believe it or not, science is real. Anyway, according to science, the average human farts 14 times a day. The average human farts 14 times a day. This includes you ladies. This includes you ladies. And farts exit the body at about 10 feet per second. <laughs> 10 feet per second. That's just slightly less than 10 miles per hour. I know this. I did the math. You do the math. 10 feet per second is just slightly less than 10 miles per hour. Huh. All right. Speaking of farts. Speaking of farts. There's a market for bottled farts. I know, right? The hell, man. Uh, I wonder who buys these things. But anyway, Stephanie Matto, or Matto, Matto, M-A-T-T-O, Stephanie Matto, is a YouTuber, and, and she's a former star of the Learning Channel's 90-Day Fiancé, sold her bottled farts for $1,000 a piece. 
and made over $200,000 in two months. She sold bottled farts for $1,000 a piece and made over $200,000 in two months. Holy hell. Mm-hmm. That's almost as high as gas is now. But anyway, uh, during that two months, her diet consisted of yogurt, eggs, and beans. Yogurt, eggs, and beans for two months. Hmm. For those two months, she spent her days farting into glass jars with flower petals inside and shipping them to fans. She sold more than $200,000 worth of farts worldwide on an adult website. God almighty. In January, but in January, Mato was hospitalized for what she thought was a heart attack, but it turned out to be a dangerous buildup of gas from her fart-producing diet. Ah, well, now she says her fart-selling days are over. It's sad. Man, hell, maybe I wanted to buy one. I don't know. But hell, you know, for $1,000 a pop, I believe I'd at least try to catch those 14 you know, that average. Hell, that's $14,000 a day times however many days you could catch a fart. You know, you thought about it, you know. Sometimes I know you're just walking and you just fart without thinking about it. But hell, if you're thinking about it, if you feel one coming on, why not just have some jars ready, you know. It's oh hell, you know. But anyway, whatever. But... Anyway, yeah. Another thing about farts. A small study found the smell of farts can have some incredible health benefits. You know, besides helping the person who farted live longer, the smell can help quell dementia. It can help with heart disease. And the smell can also help with arthritis. Yeah. So I say fart away and breathe deep, people. Hell. Smelling your partner's farts might be the secret to a longer life, you know? Hell, fart away, I say. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You know, men, men, men are something, you know. Uh, men tend to masturbate 140 times a year. <laughs> yep. That's the average of 2.6 times per week. Oh, damn. I got some catching up to do. But I, I don't know. Maybe right after this. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, women, on the other hand, they they just ab- masturbate on the average of 53 times a year, and that's about once a week, you know. And they throw an extra one in there on a leap year or something for the 53. I, I, I don't know. But anyway, they, they just do it uh, about once a week. Get this. 84% of married people masturbate, which is higher than the 73% of single people. 84% of married people masturbate, which is higher than the 73% of single people. And the percentage of married people who masturbate increases with the number of years they've been married. Hmm. Go figure. Uh, all right, well, a man, a man can reduce his chances of getting prostate cancer by having at least four orgasms per week. So, if he's 
yanking the doodle 2.6 times a week. So something else has got to happen the other 1.4 times a week or whatever. So anyway, come on, ladies, you're up. Take care of your man. Unless you want him to fall into that 140 times a year category. You know, you got to got to help him out a little bit. You know. Speaking of orgasms in men, did you know that fat men last longer in the bedroom? Yep, it's true. Fat men last on average of over three times as long as skinny dudes. A Turkish study found that fat guys could keep going for an average of seven minutes and 18 seconds. While you skinny skinny guys had to... <laughs> oh, man, I can't even say this right. Man, fat dudes could go for an average of 7 minutes and 18 seconds. While skinny guys' partners had to put up with a mere 108 seconds. Oh, my God. Uh, you ladies need to drop that scrawny dude, man, and grab one of us fat guys. That's what I'm talking about. Hell, yeah, one for the fat guys. Woohoo, go fat guys. Yeah. Skinny guy, there ain't nobody, no woman, they know scrawny dude, no scrawny ass dude, 108 seconds. God damn, no skinny ass. Anyway, oh, you know, almost, almost, this is true, this is, this is true. Almost one third of all women over 80 years old still have sex with their partners. One third, one third of all women over 80 years old, still have sex with their partners. It's true. According to a recent Janus report, 74% of women aged 65 and older engage in weekly sexual activity, compared with only 68% of women 18 to 26 years old. And get this, 4 out of six old ladies claim they'd like it more often. <laughs> kind of makes me regret wasting all that time being young. Oh. Speaking of old folks, in Britain, a British newspaper reported that a would-be orgy was thwarted in a nursing home that took place just after midnight this past October 28th. Yep. Three wrinkly Romeos and six sagging seductresses gathered together in a recreation room and stripped to the buff. And after hearing some rumbling coming from the rec room, orderlies discovered that the horny nine old folk, the nine horny old folks surrounded by candles and dressed in their birthday suits and slathered in baby oil. Well, they hadn't gotten too far, the staffer said. I guess it was taking some time for the gents to get started. <laughs> Oh, I guess there wasn't any blue pills handy, but anyway. Uh, well, get used to it, folks. Uh, these days, old folks are turned into the web in more than one way. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. There are sites on the web like Old Tarts, Old and Horny, Gorgeous Grannies, Hot Gummers, Nasty Old Widows. Ah, it goes on. There's a bunch more. There's just too many to mention. Lord have mercy. 
I guess some guys like the women age, like fine wine, I suppose. Uh, looks like Grandma's been around the block and back and aged to perfection. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Well, folks, look, I, I had a good, I had a lot of fun with, with all this. And uh, hopefully it brought you a chuckle or two and helps you forget about your troubles for a bit. And uh, for those of you who need a little extra, uh, there's some on time, online, excuse me. Man, I can't talk tonight. There's some uh, online support groups that may help you out, you know. Uh, for you guys especially. Uh, for you guys that constantly suffer from itchy balls, uh, there's a support group for that. Uh, you know, these itchy balls could be a condition called chronic scrotum itchiness, or CSI for short, you know, I like to call it CSI for short. Chronic scrotum itchiness. CSI. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's a serious medical condition. You know, you ought not, don't don't take it too lightly, you know. I mean, gosh, if, if, if you wake up in the morning, you know, and find yourself scratching your balls before you get out of bed, well, hell, that, it could be CSI. Yeah. If you ever used an object like a hairbrush or a comb or, hell, maybe even a pine comb, to get a little better scratch, well, it could be CSI. If you ever scratched your sack so hard that you had to check to make sure you weren't bleeding, well, it could be CSI. If you ever had a scab on your scrotum but didn't go away in a couple of days, well, that's not CSI. That's probably an STD you picked up from your girlfriend and both of you ought to seek medical condition immediately. Anyway, see you next time, folks. Uh -huh.